What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media at Frequency Podcast Network on Instagram, on TikTok. Consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. And we've made it to the end of 2022. And what a great year for music. A lot of amazing albums and anticipated drops this year. With the end of the year comes my year end list, my top 20 albums of 2022. And before getting into it, I'm going to talk about my methodology a little bit. I approach this list the same way I approach my reviews, a combination of how much I like the album, how often I revisit it, and simply how good I think they are. And a reminder, these are just my opinions. There are dozens of great albums that came out this year, and these are just the ones that stuck with me personally. Naturally, I could do a full review on each of these, but for the sake of time, I'll progressively give more details on the album the further I get down the list. So starting at number 20, Steve Lacey's Gemini Writes. The breakout single Bad Habit is just one piece of this fantastic Neo Soul project. At number 19, we have Cheek Faces, Too Much to Ask, quirky indie rock and surfer rock album, a lot of political commentary. I love the songwriting on that one. At number 18, we have Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. And although sonically out of the ordinary for Freddie coming off his recent run of single producer albums, the bars are still on point on this one and is incredibly consistent from front to back. At number 17, we have Soul Glow's Diaspora Problems, fantastic punk rock album, POC specific political commentary, and I love it. At number 16, we have Little Sims, No Thank You. Great follow-up to our fantastic 2021 album. Along with Inflow's production, this is an incredible project where Little Sims is not slack on the lyricism. At number 15, we have Wet Legs' self-titled debut album, an incredibly impressive debut from the indie rock duo. This one shot up the rankings for me because of how replayable it really is. At number 14, we have Weekend's Dawn FM, the superior follow-up for me to The Weekend's first attempt at 80s pop after hours. And I think on this project, he doubles down on that 80s pop sound and improves on it with more elements of disco and funk and things like that. At number 13, we have Conway to Machine's God Don't Make Mistakes, his most personal and best album to date, in my opinion, where he's really diving deep into who he is, touching on various personal topics. At number 12, we have SZA's SOS, and I wish I had more time with this album because it could be higher, but it is my favorite R&B release of the year, and an incredibly intimate album from SZA. Five years in the making, highly anticipated drop, and I'm glad it was amazing. At number 11, we have Bad Money's Un Verano Sin Ti. I would say the most replayable album on this list. If you're on the Ox, this is the one you throw on for everybody. A couple of fillers there, but generally, I think it's cohesive topically. And for the biggest artists in the world, it's great to hear Bad Bunny continue to play with a variety of sounds. Getting into the top 10 list. At number 10, we have Gene Dawson's Chaos Now. Love the acoustic style of this album versus Gene's last one. Continuing to play with punk rock, alt rock, hip hop, and experimental pop. The vocal approaches are amazing, and Gene continues to find fun ways to express himself through his unique blend of sounds. Love the themes of mental health and drug usage on here, and Gene just adds another incredible project to his short but fantastic discography. And speaking of legendary discographies, number 9 is Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Kendrick hits several personal themes while unpacking his own trauma, touching on fatherhood, religion, infidelity, gender identity, and this community tag that he feels his community places on him. Lyrically and musically, very few missteps on this project, as expected from Kendrick Lamar, and one that I continue to return to from time to time. At number eight, we have FKA Twigs' Capri songs. The standout factor here are the incredible vocals, where Twigs uses her voice in unique and intricate ways. Tracks like Meta Angel and Which Way are just so creative as they range from pop, R&B, electronic, Latin, dancehall, just everything on this project. I love Twigs' themes of love, insecurities, self-love, self-confidence, 
which all comes together to create this interesting portrait of Twigs' relationship with loving herself and others. At number seven, we have the Beths, expert in a dying field. And I've said it before, their take on indie rock and pop isn't groundbreaking, but the songwriting is out of this world with super catchy hooks and harmonies, heavy topics that are tastefully executed like relationships, anxiety, and depression, amazing imagery, personification, and metaphors. Front to back, we hear addicting choruses that got stuck in your head all day. And I genuinely do believe that this album has something for everybody. At number six, we have Black Midi's Hellfire. Insanity is the only word you can use to describe this project. A collection of theatrical stories that hit on recurring themes like hell and sin. Mix of experimental rock, jazz, math rock, musical theatrics. The songwriting is really complex, satirical, and intricate with these detailed stories that just leave you speechless. And Black Midi's instrumental vocal and lyrical creativity in general is just off the charts on this one. Getting into the top five. At number five, we have Smino's Love for Rent. And what makes Smino's style of alternative hip-hop stand out is his unique vocal approach, his creative flows, and those super strong melodies. The hooks are insane. Love the themes of family, self-love, community love. A bunch of amazing features on here from folks like Dochi, Raven Lene, and J. Cole, who just blend into Smino's world perfectly. And I think Smino comes really close to actualizing his full creative potential on this with his unique style. This album has that perfect mix of talent and replayability. At number four, we have Beyonce's Renaissance. One of Beyonce's strongest albums ever. The passion and creativity is unmatched on any other pop record this year. Undeniably catchy choruses like Break My Soul and Cozy. And I love the diversity in sound from dance pop, Afrobeat, funk, R&B, hip hop. Beyonce got out of her comfort zone on this one and delivered a project with a high level of fun and creativity. My favorite pop album of the year for sure. At number three, we have J.I.D. or Jid's The Forever Story. And first and foremost, I just love the overarching themes on this one. Jid's upbringing and growth while touching on his environment and family playing a part on who he is. Love the various tracks on his family dynamic and the creative storytelling. Not just a brawl and crack sandwich, but even the level of detail when describing his relationship with his brothers and sisters on Brudenem and Sistenem. Also, the hard-hitting jams like Dance Now and Can't Punk Me are must-plays at the gym and on the ox. The emotional peaks like Cody Blue 31 and Better Days are beautiful. And I absolutely adored the bonus track 2007 showing Jit's path to success, tying the album up perfectly. Everything from energy, features, hooks, all come together in an incredible way on this one. This one's my favorite rap album of the year. And at number two, Rosalia's Motomami, the most dynamic release of the year, that's for sure. Rosalia experiments with various genres and song topics. From reggaeton to bachata to flamenco to experimental pop, piano ballads, this album literally has it all. The vocal performances are as diverse as they are fantastic. Not just her vocal range, but the personality and energy that she brings to the table. Wonderful songwriting, themes of love, fame, family. And I gotta say, this type of experimenting is pretty rare in the Latin space, which is why I appreciate it so much. From front to back, the writing is strong, the vocals are strong, and it's never going to lose your attention. This album hasn't left rotation for me all year. And at number one, my album of the year, Black Country New Road, Ants From Up There. This is a masterpiece for me. I've talked about it nonstop. And people who follow me are probably sick of it, but this is the last time I promise. Oftentimes, you know, you get one or the other, a fantastically creative songwriter with sort of minimalist instrumentation, or the opposite, these grand instrumentals with little in the way of lyrics. But with Black Country New Road, you get some beautiful arrangements to the point where each song feels like a standalone piece of art with its own moments of calmness and triumph. The pacing and sound set the tone well to perfectly accompany the lyrics themselves. And Isaac Wood's songwriting is just so incredible 
incredibly creative. So much wit and imagery, things that I haven't seen in years. And I have to mention the rest of the band, Lewis Evans, Tyler Hyde, Georgia Elry, May Kershaw, Charlie Wayne, Luke Mark. Gotta say their names because the instrumentals on here are just absolutely gorgeous. Even the tracks without lyrics like the intro and Mark's themes keep you on your toes. But I do have to say as a songwriting nerd, this thing fucking eats the place where he inserted the blade, Goodwill Hunting, Bread Song, all tracks where you hone in on Isaac's words. And he paints this incredible picture, mostly of heartbreak and sadness surrounding what we assume to be his romantic relationships. One of the easiest hour-long listens I've ever had, with the band orchestrating sounds that we don't often hear in modern day rock, leveraging strings and brass horns beautifully here to match Woods' tone and convey his emotions. No album has touched this one for me this year. Black Country New Road, Ants From Up There, my album of the year. And that's the list. If you want to hear more about my thoughts on these albums and other things, check out my full-length reviews on the podcast or some of my minute reviews on social media at Frequency Podcast Network on Instagram and TikTok. Feel free to DM me on either as well if you want to chat about the list or if you have your own suggestions that I didn't mention. Until then, happy holidays, happy new year, and I will see y'all later.